Hey friends, I'm Jeremy Hearn and welcome to the Saint Friends Podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. Today's episode is our Christmas episode and it's about the first martyr of the church. Let's head outside the gates of ancient Jerusalem and find out how to be true witnesses for Christ with our new friend, Saint Stephen. Today's episode is going to be just a little bit different because the majority of Stephen's story is found in a short section of the Acts of the Apostles. So I figure we should just hear straight from the hand of our old saint friend, Luke the Evangelist. Before that, just some context. We don't know much about Stephen before his appearance at the beginning of chapter 6 of Acts, but it's presumed that he was likely born around the year 5 AD and grew up according to the Jewish tradition before converting to Christianity. Okay, let's jump into Acts of the Apostles, chapters 6 and 7. Quote, At that time, as the number of disciples continued to grow, the Hellenists, who were Jewish converts from Greek and Roman descent, complained against the Hebrews, who were Jewish descendants from Israel, because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve apostles called together the community of the disciples and said, It's not right for us to neglect the word of God to serve at table. Brothers, select from among you seven reputable men, filled with the Spirit and wisdom, whom we shall appoint to this task, whereas we shall devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The proposal was acceptable to the whole community, so they chose Stephen, a man filled with faith and the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon or Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles, who prayed and laid hands on them, the word of God continued to spread, and the number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly. Even a large group of priests were becoming obedient to the faith. Now, Stephen, filled with grace and power, was working great wonders and signs among the people. Certain members of the so-called synagogue of freedmen, Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and people from Cilicia and Asia, came forward and debated with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. Then they instigated some men to say, we have heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, accosted him, seized him, and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They presented false witnesses who testified, This man never stopped saying things against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him claim that Jesus the Nazarene will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. All those who sat in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Then the high priest asked, Is this so? And Stephen replied, My brothers and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was in Mesopotamia, before he had settled in Haran, and said to him, Go forth from your land, and from your kinsfolk to the land I will show you. So he went forth from the land of the Chaldeans, and settled there. And from there, after his father died, he made him migrate to this land that you now dwell. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it not even a foot's length, but he did promise to give it to him and his descendants as a possession, even though he was childless. 
Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision, so he became the father of Isaac, and circumcised him on the eighth day, as Isaac did Jacob, and Jacob the twelve patriarchs. End quote. Stephen then went on to describe the ways in which God had guided his chosen people through Israel's history, as well as Israel's disobedience to God. He concluded the longest speech in Acts of the Apostles, saying, quote, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always oppose the Holy Spirit. You are just like your ancestors. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They put to death those who foretold the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You received the law as transmitted by angels, but you did not observe it. When they heard this, they were infuriated, and they ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out in a loud voice, covered their ears, and rushed upon him together. They threw him out of the city and began to stone him. The witnesses laid their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he died. On that day there broke out a severe persecution of the church in Jerusalem, and all were scattered throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made a loud lament over him. Saul, meanwhile, was trying to destroy the church, entering house after house and dragging out men and women he handed them over for imprisonment, end quote. Just to make sure we're all on the same page here, the Saul mentioned is our old friend, the future St. Paul, because of his conversion. The similarities of Stephen's martyrdom to the death of Jesus himself are interesting. Jesus was sentenced to death on the charge of blasphemy for saying that he was the Son of God and would be seated at his right hand. Stephen was also killed for what they assumed was blasphemy, because of his belief in the divinity of Jesus and for telling them about his vision where he saw Jesus at the right hand of God. They were both treated as outcasts of the city and killed outside of the city walls. And most importantly, when they died, they prayed for their enemies and handed their souls over to God. The location of Stephen's martyrdom is up for a little bit of debate. One tradition places him outside of Jerusalem's north gate and another at the eastern gate. Not long after Stephen's death, his burial place was forgotten, but in 415, almost 400 years later, a priest named Lucian had a dream that revealed the location of his relics. The relics were taken in a procession from the grave to the Church of Hagia Sion on December 26th, which became known as the Feast Day of St. Stephen. In 439, the relics were translated to a new church north of the Damascus Gate that was built by the Roman Empress Aelia Eudocia in Stephen's honor. The church was destroyed in the 12th century, but a French Catholic church, St. Etienne, was built instead. A Greek Orthodox church of St. Stephen was also built outside the eastern gate of Jerusalem at the same time. The Crusaders initially called the northern gate the location of the French church, St. Stephen's Gate. But at the end of the Crusades, with the Byzantine church gone and the Christian pilgrims prohibited from approaching the northern city wall due to security concerns, the name of St. Stephen's Gate was transferred to the Eastern Gate instead and has remained that way ever since. Stephen's relics were eventually taken to Rome by Pope Pelagius II when the Basilica of St. Lawrence was being built to house the relics of our old friend, the deacon of Rome, St. Lawrence. 
According to tradition, when they approached the spot to place the relics of St. Stephen next to St. Lawrence's relics, the relics of St. Lawrence physically moved aside of their own accord to make room for the original highest-ranking deacon of the church. The church remembers St. Stephen's feast day each year on December 26th, the day after Christmas, and each time we sing or hear about our old saint friend, Good King Wenceslas, looking out his window on the feast of Stephen. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me and our new friend, St. Stephen. You can reach out anytime by email at stfriendspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at stfriendspod. As always, visit our website, stfriends.com, to find even more St. Friends. As we wrap up, we ask for the prayers of our new St. Friend. St. Stephen died as Jesus did, falsely accused and brought to condemnation because he spoke the truth fearlessly. His eyes were fixed on God with prayers of forgiveness on his lips. Stephen was the first archdeacon of the church, but also her first martyr, a word that literally means witness. Not all of us are called to the extreme witness of martyrdom, but we are all called to be witnesses of the love of Christ, inspired by the life of St. Stephen. Whether our death is quiet like that of St. Joseph, or violent like St. Stephen's, may we find ourselves dying with courage, trust in the Lord, and forgiving love pouring from our lips. We say together, Saint Stephen, pray for us.